Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Well, hello out there in podcast land. I don't know what kind of a mood you're in today, but you're about to get in a better mood. That's all I'm saying. We are here with a incredible lady, Amy Capello. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. And she is a life coach. She is the owner of Pure Joy Life Coaching. And I know a lot of you out there maybe have heard about life coaching. I know I had heard some, some about it, but we're going to really dive into her business today, what she actually does with her clients and um, really how this business has really helped her find her purpose in life. And that's what she's about, really, is helping others do the same through, through this business. So we all know Lady BizWiz is all about helping, uh, helping entrepreneurs kind of go from, take their ideas from concept to market. So um, let's start first, Amy, with just a little bit of your background. Um, your, your bio on your webpage says that you started out in... You have a master's in biology, is that right? Yeah, I do. And so you kind of pictured yourself, you're you're a, a traveling buff, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about kind of where you thought you were going to go in your life and where you ended up. Mm. So I think everyone that was born around the time that I was, um, we all thought we were going to be marine biologists. I was actually talking to somebody about that the other day. Um, so I grew up thinking that I was going to be a marine biologist, work with dolphins, and you know just live on a boat. So that was kind of my um, initial plan when I was growing up and when I was in high school. Um, but things, you know, took a little turn as I got older, but I did go to Georgia Southern and get my degree, my bachelor's and my master's in biology. Okay. So you, you had this picture as we often do as young women, right? We have these ideas about what we're going to do. And you said life took a turn and you ended up in education. Is Mm -hmm. that right? I did. Yeah. Okay. So you ended up as a high school teacher Mm -hmm. I was. and you, you came on board with an online uh, education program. Right, yeah. So I took my first teaching job at Johnson High School. So I had the background in biology. And that's in Savannah. Um, mm-hmm, in okay. Savannah, yep. So I started in biology, but I worked at the 4-H Center out on Tybee. And that was kind of my first taste of educating. And so I really saw how much I like teaching others, um, sharing my passions, sharing what I've learned and what I know. And, um, so I thought, you know, what a great idea to go be a teacher and get summers off. <laughs> a great idea. I love that idea too. <laughs> yep. So I started at Johnson high school and I worked there for four years before, um, starting with, um, Georgia cyber Academy is where I, and in the mix, you, mm-hmm. you were married and had a son, yes, right? Yes. Okay. I was married and had a son. And then, and so you, you worked at this, you worked in this, you left Johnson high school mm-hmm. after four I years did. and started on yes. with a different company, mm-hmm. a different with the Georgia school. cyber Academy. And so I started there in 2010. 
2012, um, July of 2012, as a biology teacher for them. That's not how I stayed through my whole career there, but that was how I started. You en- you eventually became their vice principal, is I that did. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. you are now kind of more sh- shifting towards administration, right. which tells me you have a lot of natural leadership gifts. I do. I like um, that kind of a role because I really like serving others. And so it was, it was neat to me that as it wasn't my intention when I started there to go into a leadership role, but I realized that I could impact more, um, and touch more lives and more people in that leadership role. So now instead of just working on my team, you know, I had a little smaller leadership role on my team. Um, we were making differences in, in betterments in kids' lives and families' lives that, moving up in that leadership role. I had a staff of 35 that, you know, times 100 children per staff. It was a much bigger reach on the things that we could do. One interesting thing that you told me um, when we had our coffee date last week was that you had kids from all different walks of life mm-hmm. on this. And I thought yeah. that was really neat. Tell us yeah. a little bit about some of the kids that you taught. Yeah, it was amazing. So it, they ran the gamut from students who were um, really struggling in school. They weren't doing as well. They were having a hard time at a brick and mortar environment. Um, all the way up to students who were literally traveling the nation and the world doing um, music. They were singing in music groups. We had some that were um, actors with Disney. We had one actor. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it, but he was on a TV show that a lot of people watch. Um, and so they needed a more flexible environment. So it really was just that and everything in between. And you had some really gifted kids too that were kind of off Incredibly, the charts. Yeah. I remember one year. So our graduation ceremony was in Atlanta. There are 5,000 people <laughs> that come to graduation. And this gentleman was the valedictorian that year. He was 15 years old. Um, if I remember correctly, don't hold me to it, but I think he had his associates already when he graduated and, um, was working at Georgia Tech already. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So you transitioned into the um, administrative role, Mm -hmm. and then you said around in 2019, something Mm -hmm. started stirring in your heart. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it was odd, and I don't really know how to explain it, other than I just kept feeling called to do a new thing. <laughs> hey, so, that's, that's clear to me. Yeah. Like it doesn't, I, I don't know where it was really coming from or, or what that new thing was or exactly even what that meant to be honest with you. But I just kept getting this, you know, hitting home of it's time to do a new thing, do a new thing. And I didn't at the time necessarily feel like that meant leave the job I was at. It was just that there was some new stage and phase that was unfolding in my life. Okay. So I love, I love the fact that you say there was sort of this stirring, but mm-hmm. you weren't really sure mm-hmm. because sometimes I think we feel like there's something yeah. else, but yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's yeah. not necessarily that you're unhappy even right. in what you're doing, but there's just a, a feeling that there's got to be, there's got, there's something else, there's yeah. something more, there's yeah. something different that's yeah. coming. So you began to feel that in 2019 and mm-hmm. you, what became the pivotal moment for you in deciding to go out mm-hmm. and start your own business? Oh, so there was a big gap in between me feeling that calling and going out full time and doing this, to be honest with you. So um, I, you know, (laughs) the way that I operate and my friends tell me this all the time is I I seek outward. Um, So I'm looking for people to bounce ideas off of, um, someone to listen, someone to walk through things with me. Um, I internalize a lot and internally process a lot, but especially when I'm starting something, it's like, okay, let me just talk to you about this. Let me just flush this out with you. And a lot of times even just talking it out 
I'll figure it out on my own. Um, and so I found a girlfriend and we started reading through this book, um, about our purpose and God's purpose for us in life. And, um, that was kind of how I landed in the business that I'm in now in coaching. Um, did but, this book have a lot of like a test that you took things that no, what are your skills? no, no really test. Um, there were a lot of very, um, deep questions that it ended up asking you, um, which took a lot of inward journeying, you know, going through, okay, what have I been through? What gifts do I have? Um, what do I bring to the table? What brings me joy? Um, you know, those types of things that really get you thinking. And that's when it really started coming to the surface that what I enjoyed about my job was serving others. It wasn't that I was in education per se. That was the venue that I could use to serve others. Um, but watching people grow and watching them reach their potential and reach their goals was at the end of the day why I was doing a happy dance in my living room. <laughs> so it really was, if you could put a word to that, mm-hmm. watching people grow, mm-hmm. guiding people. Mm-hmm. You, it was coaching that you were yeah, already it doing. It was coaching and I didn't even know it. And you yeah. didn't know it. So yeah. that word, that that. And that direction of life mm-hmm. coaching kept coming up to mm-hmm. you in your mm-hmm. heart and kind of you started seeing yeah. it around you. Yeah. So when that, and we talked, we talked about, you know, in our idea uh, podcast, which was very beginning of our podcast several months back that, you know, sometimes ideas come to us and then they go away, mm-hmm. but then some ideas come and they develop legs. They start, they kind of, you can't really get rid of them. They right. keep nagging at you, right. telling you, you have to do something about yeah. this. And yeah. my sense from what you're saying is that this was an idea that was yeah. growing legs. Yeah. You were like, okay, this is requiring me to have yes. to take some action. Yes. I like that you say nagging. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we spoke the other day, like I told you that like, so my background is in science. I am a type A methodical. I have gotten a master's degree on creating experiments with controls and analyzing data. Like that's my brain and that's how I work and that's how I function. So the, even the concept of life coaching to me was absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Um, and something that just, I kept avoiding that because it, it didn't make sense. Um, it wasn't, it was more of like this woo woo kind of, you know, out there thing to the point that I'd make fun of people for having a life coach. And, and people have brought this idea to me before, even prior to me reading this book. And I just put it down because it's just silly and floofy and ridiculous. And that's not something that I would be interested in. So, um, I absolutely ran from that concept. So what had legs was me. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. Okay. I think we have such interesting, um, biases about certain Mm -hmm. careers for whatever reason. I mean, who knows where it started, but we all have certain ideas about certain careers. And, um, I, I, I'm guessing that people who are listening now, you know, maybe, maybe some of you think that too about life coaching. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, let's manifest your destiny. Let, you know, there's a lot of kind of woo woo words around Mm -hmm. it. And, um, so, so let's just really, let's dig into that a second. So what is the difference Mm -hmm. between, I mean, am I, when I hire a life coach, you know, Mm Should I just go to a therapist? I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah. So um, what I usually tell my clients, I actually had a consultation this morning and was, we were talking about this. So um, a lot of the clients that come to me have been in therapy. Some of them currently are. And I love it when therapy and coaching happens together. That can be really beautiful. Um, But a lot of them have gone through therapy. So the therapy is the why. So I have all of these behaviors and I'm doing them and I don't understand why I am this way. 
therapy is going to help you unpack that. We're going to go back, you know, and I'm not at all a, you know, licensed therapist. That's not who I want to be. Um, but they'll go back and they will take you into, okay, what happened? When did it happen? You know, what did that look like? Okay. This is, this is the why of where these behaviors came from or, you know, these things that you want to change in your life. A coach, I feel like gives you the how, so once you've unpacked it and you, you know why you're operating this way, um, you know, a lot of the clients that I work with, they're like, I've been in therapy for the last two years. I know why I'm operating. I haven't been able to turn that ship on getting me to where I want to be in the goals that I have for my life and what I want my life to look like. That's where a coach can come in. For example, I don't know why this came up, but self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing there's a lot of women out there. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know why I know this, but... Uh, Maybe because I've done it, but yeah, so there's, there's some, some people out there who, you know, they sabotage their own success and, mm-hmm. and maybe they go to therapy for a year or two or mm-hmm. three or 10 mm-hmm. and they go, well, I, I know why I'm, do- I'm doing this mm-hmm. because this happened to me or that happened right. to me or my mom or my teacher right. or fill in the blank. Right. Um, and, but yet they still, they still do it. Yeah. And they, and yeah. it's almost like a, a subconscious thing. Like, right. you know, here I, here I am at the precipice of success yes. and I'm sabotaging it again. Yes. So you're saying that if I call a life coach, they're going to help me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep you accountable to steps X, Y, Z, which probably you've let me create as the, as the, as the client, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you're, you're going to hold, you're going to hold my feet to the fire. Yes. A hundred percent. When I, when I go, Oh, well, I really didn't want that job. Wait a second. That's not what you said. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, something that's really easy for people to make comparisons to, especially if they're unfamiliar with, um, life coaching is a fitness coach. Right. So there's so many parallels that can be made. And I think that's why we're called coaches, um, because it really kind of stems from that coaching mindset. So let's say that you, you know, you've gained 20 pounds and you want to lose 20 pounds. It's really just that simple. Right. So like the therapist is going to help you understand why you gained that 20 pounds. Like what happened? Did you lose somebody? Did you go through a hard life event? You know, what what was the reason behind that gaining? But they're not going to tell you what to do at the gym. They don't know. Um, So a fitness coach would be a great person to meet with you. They're going to find out what it is you want. Like, what are your goals? What do you want? Do you want to lose five pounds, 10 pounds? Do you want to lose the full 20? Do you want to lose 30? But they're going to figure that out with you. And then they're going to be there to give you the tips on the moves that you need to make. I just want somebody to come home and cook for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I want the food to be calorie free and still taste as good. That's what I want. That, that I'll cook I mean, it no, if it's as that long way. as we're wishing and dreaming, you're right. Amen to that. I mean, right? you know, exactly. And so that coach is going to be showing you the moves that you need to make literally and physically. So a life coach is showing you the moves that you need to make in your life to help you get there. They cannot do it for you but they can show you and light the path on how and what needs to happen. Um, And in the same way as well, it's not going to work in one session. Just like you can't go to the gym one time and reach your goals. This is taking, you know, consistent changed behavior with that person who's going to cheerlead you along and hold you accountable. I love that. Okay. So, um, so you said it took, it took some time for you to transition into this full time. And while you were transitioning, we won't go really deep into this, but while we were transitioning, yeah. you had a major crisis happen in your I life. I did. I did. So yeah. So I, um, my goal was to just kind of have this as a side hustle until I could replace my income as an assistant principal and then resign at that point. Um, you know, pro tip to anyone thinking about life coaching, cause I, I do get people reach out to me asking how I did this cause they're interested. You can't do that. If you're listening today, you cannot do that. Um, 
coaching, it's such an investment in your clients, um, that there's no way that you can side hustle your way into this. Um, not with any kind of quality, um, because it's just, you got to give your whole heart to the work that you're doing and to the clients that you have. So, um, I was in that time of trying to kind of side hustle my way into it, um, had clients, was working on them. And in April of 2020, got diagnosed with stage three cancer. So that threw a big loop in all of life. Wow. So here you are making this big decision Mm -hmm. and working towards a goal of your own, a a major transition. And you hit this huge life, life shift, life crisis. And, you know, like I said, if you want to hear, I know you have a lot of your, a lot of the journey of your yeah, cancer journey is yeah. on, you can be, it's linked through your webpage, yes, correct? Absolutely. So we're not going to spend a ton of time on that today, but maybe give us a, give us a, a bird's eye view of what yeah. that journey was like. You, you went through about a year of yes. treatment, correct? Yeah, I did a year of treatment. Um, so, and if there is anybody listening that's going through breast cancer, I am happy to make those connections and help support people through that. Um, you know, so add me on Facebook, happy to talk to you about your own journey if you need that. Um, so I, it was inflammatory breast cancer, which is very, very rare, but also very, very aggressive. So, um, it was stage three. I did, um, four months of dose dense chemo. I did a non skin sparing modified radical double mastectomy. That's a mouthful. Um, I did 32 rounds of radiation where we just burned my skin off. And, um, then I did six months of oral chemo after that. So in May of 2021, um, so just about a year ago, I was finishing up that journey. So, I mean, we are, I'm sitting here with a warrior, you guys, for real. <laughs> like, I mean, just, she said that in such a sweet voice and I'm sitting here thinking, wow, that just sounds like absolute and total torture. Um, but I'm telling you, this woman is a, she, she's a, she's a warrior for joy. And, and I just, I love that that's her focus. And tell me a little bit how you came I mean, in the middle of all this, this, this cancer, the sickness, mm-hmm. the dealing, I mean, you, you have a son, you have mm-hmm. a, you have, you, yeah. you've been married again. How, mm-hmm. how long have you been yeah. married? So, uh, October will be three years, three years mm-hmm. married, but, but when the mm-hmm. cancer hit six months, six right? Months so our second, pretty much our newlyweds. Second marriage, yeah. Um, how did you, how, how did you cope and how did you maintain any sense of, of hope and positivity through that? Yeah. So, um, lots of crying. (laughs) There's, there's just, it's a difficult thing to go through, like no matter what. Um, I believe that a big part of finding the joy and finding the positivity is in acknowledging the difficulty. If we, there, there's something called, um, toxic positivity. And that's where we really just like kind of shove, like, I'm going to be positive today, you know? And, um, and it's not effective. It's not going to work. So I spent the time acknowledging how crappy this was and how difficult this was. And in acknowledging that, I could take a deep breath and say, okay, how can I make the best of a really bad hand that I just got dealt? And then we can work forward from that point. I liked when we talked last week too, um, you just, you really made a decision at some point that, you know, I'm going to make the best of this. This sucks. Yeah. And I'm going to make the absolute best of this that I can, which I I thought was just such a beautiful thing. Um, So you, you, you went through this journey, you're kind of still coming Mm -hmm. out of it Mm -hmm. at this point, Mm -hmm. because in the middle of it, there was COVID, everything was shut down. I'm sure there was a big fear with lowered immunity and everything with chemo. Um, How did you land on that concept of pure joy? So 
I get asked all the time if I started my company after I got cancer because it is kind of one of those things that you can see is like this easy catapult into like I'm going to totally, you know, um, eat, pray, love my way out of this and and make a a whole new thing. Uh, And ironically, that had started prior to even having the cancer, right? So the name Pure Joy for my company came about even before my cancer journey. I think that going through the cancer just took me to that next step in solidifying that this is my calling Mm -hmm. and this is what I was meant to do so that, you know, um, I was right. I was right. in even though I was running from coaching, it was chasing me and nagging me. And, um, and I finally said, okay, all right, I understand. Um, and this is something that I was meant to bring to the world. And you also mentioned a scripture that Mm -hmm. that was sort of an inspiration for you, which says, consider it Pure, pure joy, joy. Yeah. my brothers, when you fall yeah. into trials of various mm-hmm. kinds. Yep. And so I, I, I just, you know, we live in a world that's so, that's so obsessed with happiness. Yeah. You know, we, we think, oh, I'm not happy. So I need yeah. a new spouse. I'm not yeah. happy. I need to switch yeah. jobs and I'm not happy. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Yeah. And so we're, we're really obsessed with being happy. Unfortunately, you know, if you look at the statistics, our country is one of the least mm-hmm. happy. Yep. Our people here. I yep. mean, there's there, we, you know, we have a very high rate of depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we have a lot of issues me- with mental illness, and, and since COVID, you know the rates in child ch- childhood and children mm-hmm. have gone have skyrocketed. Yeah. Teenagers, yeah. so I guess my question is, what's the difference between? I mean, how do we how do we find this joy? You're talking about joy mm. in the middle of, mm-hmm. which I yeah. think is so beautiful, yeah. because some people think, well, I can't be, I can't have joy. I I'm struggling my marriage. I can't right. have joy. I'm sick. I can't have joy. Right. How do you find joy in the middle of the trial? Right. My time is the most valuable resource I have, and I'd like to spend less of it at the grocery store. Instacart helps me get unlimited products I love from the stores I choose for one low monthly fee. The groceries are delivered in less than an hour, so if I need that one special ingredient to make my mom's famous chicken gumbo, I can have it here before my workday is done without the extra hassle of another errand. Start your 14-day trial with Instacart by following the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Right. So, you know, that verse that was the ultimate inspiration for my company's name is consider it joy when you face trials and tribulations of many kinds, right? And... And that, it doesn't, that doesn't match up. Like our brains are like, consider it joy that I'm facing trials. Like I want to go scream at the top of a mountain that I'm facing trials. This is not, (laughs) this is not a joyful thing. By definition, trials and tribulations are not a joyful thing. Um, The continuation of that verse talks about perseverance. And it talks about persevering because in the end you lack nothing. That's the joy. Mm. that's the joy is in working through those trials and tribulations because at the end of the day you got through them they didn't take hold of you so we do seek happiness and that happiness is brought to us in um a lot of different ways. You know, I might be happy that my husband did the laundry. I might be happy that Starbucks got my order right. I might be happy that the dog didn't poop on the carpet today. All of those things bring me happiness. Um, joy is something that, um, if, in fact, if you Google the definition of joy, happiness is in the definition of joy. Um, they are not synonymous. These two things are not one and the same. And for me, 
joy is something that is deeply rooted. Joy is, you know, um, living here in Savannah, we've got these live oak trees and those live oak trees, those roots are, you know, you can even see them peeking up through the earth. They, they go far um, and they are deeply embedded into the earth because they anchor that tree in. Now, hurricanes come and shake the tree and sometimes they come on earth, you know, things may shake your joy. That may happen. Um, but that anchor is going to ride you through those storms more often than not. It will take a, you know, category four hurricane to come even start to work with those roots and and uplift them. So what that means is, you know, you get a stage three cancer diagnosis and you can still have joy in your life and in your day. And it might not make sense to other people. And it might not be something that, you know, is abundantly apparent as to how that can happen. And it doesn't mean that, you know, there aren't difficult things. There aren't those trials and those tribulations. But at the end of that trial and tribulation, I'm going to consider it joy because I matured, I persevered, and literally in the end, lack nothing. So in creating the name for my company, instead of just it being Amy Capello, I wanted pure joy to emanate what my hope is for my clients and something that I believe I have found in my life and something that I will ever be seeking to deepen those roots Mm. um, and make sure that they can ride that steady storm. Um, And it's what I hope for all people. So, you know, you don't come to coaching because your life is perfect. Um, in fact, if you think it is perfect, you probably need even more coaching. Um, (laughs) and so we, to walk through those trials and tribulations together in that deepening of those roots for your joy. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I ain't gonna let it slip away. I'm gonna be joyful. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be joyful. Thanks so much for joining us today on Lady Biz Wiz. Tune in next time as we finish up this two-part conversation with Amy Capella of Pure Joy Life Coaching. In the meantime, check out the show notes. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. When you get new kicks, bell ringing on the last day of singing, yeah. High-fiving everybody, but we out of here.